Welcome to I Love You. I know. This is a podcast about love, marriage, and Star Wars, but honestly, it's mostly about Star Wars. My name is Amanda, and my husband Kevin's joining me tonight, and Hi we're there. here to talk about Star Wars. Kevin, do you want to take a couple of minutes and tell anyone who might accidentally be listening to us on our first episode uh, what, what's going on in your life, who you are, and how you came about Star Wars? Sure. Uh, so I'm Kevin. I have been a Star Wars fan since I was, I don't know, as young as I can remember. Um, I think I first saw the movies. I mean, they first came out before I was born. But they're some of the first movies that I remember seeing. I remember playing with Star Wars toys as a kid. I've got a lot of stories about those that will come up in other episodes, I'm sure. Um, and I've been a, an avid follower of Star Wars um, ever since. And I've been an avid follower of Amanda since we started dating in college. All right. Well, thank you. Um, to further embarrass myself, I've been an avid follower of Kevin since 1994, so about four years before he started following me. But everyone's got those uh, sad moments in their past that they eventually confess to. Um, in addition to being in love with this great guy next to me, I've also loved Star Wars for nearly as long as I can remember, maybe a little bit longer than Kevin. Um, I grew up watching the movies whenever we had a family holiday get together. So it's apt that, you know, we're right before Christmas right now and we're talking about Star Wars because I actually do think about the holidays and Star Wars going together. The grown-ups would all be upstairs playing Trivial Pursuit and having cocktails and making small talk. And the kids didn't really want to do anything on Thanksgiving that involved that. And so we'd all go down to the basement in my aunt and uncle's house and we would watch Star Wars. Usually it was... Uh, Return of the Jedi on uh, VHS. And that's my first memories of Star Wars. And from there, kind of walked back and started watching the original trilogy as many times as we could. We played Star Wars in the backyard. We didn't have any of the toys, but we made makeshift lightsabers. And my brother and I would pretend to be Luke and Leia. So it was a great time. So why are we doing this podcast, Kevin? So this podcast really came up when we were uh, at my brother's house for Thanksgiving. Um, and we were talking about the new movie that's coming out, uh, which is, you know, as of this recording, less than a week away. And we're very excited. And he was telling us that he had never seen episode eight. And, uh, and I basically, this will be a whole other episode of, of why I say this, but he didn't miss much. And he asked me to give him sort of a rundown of what that episode was and I described the movie and he said, you guys should do a podcast. I'd listen to that. Save me some time. And so uh, we thought about it and that's really how that's really how this got started. Yeah, exactly. And for what it's worth, there will probably be multiple episodes as to why The Last Jedi was a movie that we would discourage people from <laughs> investing more than about 25 minutes into hearing. So sorry about that. Um, so... Why why are we involved in Star Wars together? How has this impacted our marriage? And why, why do we think people care what we have to say about this? Well, I generally assume everybody cares what I have to say about anything. But um, Star Wars has sort of been a part of our relationship since the very beginning. We uh, When we started dating, I had Star Wars post posters in my dorm room. And that somehow didn't scare you off. And I felt like a girl who could appreciate a guy with Star Wars posters is a girl worth sticking with. Um, and we've, you know, we've kind of made it part of a lot of things that we've done. Uh, my, you know, my office at home is full of Star Wars things. We've given each other Star Wars related gifts over the years. We have multiple Star Wars ornaments on our Christmas tree. 
Um, and, you know, we make it an event to, to see movies and watch various other media together. We, we just got through a whole bunch of watching Clone Wars and we're about to start Rebels. Um, we flew up to Chicago a year ago to, or two years ago to, to watch Star Wars with, uh, with Amanda's family. And so um, it's really just been one of those things that's sort of been in the in the background and probably more for me in the foreground of, of our lives for a really long time. I, I agree. I, I would say that uh, one of the things that Star Wars has done in our marriage is it's given us conversation. When people talk about, you know, marriages failing or couples falling out of love, it, it's, you know, sometimes there's not enough holding people together. And I'm not saying Star Wars is the only thing holding us together, but it's a source of conversation that never gets old. There's the entertainment factor of the movies and the episodes. There's time spent together building Lego Star Wars toys. And there's time where Kevin will just tell me about things that he used to read in the old Star Wars books, which are no longer canon, but are still entertaining nonetheless. So it's always been a fallback that we've had that provides a sense of joy and entertainment and brings us together. And so when you look at what makes a marriage successful, having things that you do together is one of those things. And so we, we thought we would uh, share our joy of Star Wars with all of you so that you guys could maybe, you know, maybe find someone who makes you happy. Um, For sure. I, I will say uh before Kevin and I got together many years ago, I it was right when the original trilogy was re-released in the theaters with some additional edits. And I, I was out on a date with, with a boy whose name I, I won't share because I, I want to protect the guilty here. And he fell asleep during A New Hope. Now, I'm not saying that that's like the worst offense out there. But come on, man, you can't fall asleep during Star Wars in the movie theater. It yeah. doesn't matter how tired you are or how many times you've seen the film. You can't do that. That that was a deal breaker. That's a and deal breaker. It's definitely a deal breaker. Yeah. And that's one of the things that when I met Kevin and, and saw all of his Star Wars posters, I was like, okay, guy's probably not going to fall asleep in the movie theater watching Star Wars. We subsequently went ahead and saw the prequel trilogies that were released and ultimately went out on a date for each one of those. And Star Wars has just kind of grown with us as our relationship has grown. So what are we going to talk about each episode? So I think in these episodes, we're going to, we're probably going to do a little bit of a mix. I think there are going to be some that are pretty deep dives, Star Wars. We'll probably recap some of the movies some of the other media, some of the uh, really interesting story arcs that have come up in the uh, the animated series Clone Wars and Rebels, um, maybe even some of the books. And, and as Amanda said earlier, um, I used to read a lot of what's now the Legends canon. And so um, maybe some things tying the uh, the original Legends canon back to the back to today's modern canon. Um, I certainly want to talk a little bit about uh, the Star Wars lands opening up in uh, in Disney World and Disneyland, and uh, what we what we plan to do there, and and probably a variety of other uh, Star Wars related things. And then we're also going to talk more about our relationship, um, our marriage, how some of the you know some of the maybe the themes and storylines in Star Wars relate back to our marriage. And there are going to be some episodes that are relationship heavy, some episodes that are Star Wars heavy, and some that are going to be a little bit of a mix of both. I imagine. 
So um, this is mostly Star Wars, but we do want to tie it back to real life and and how the messages and themes and and plots in Star Wars kind of relate back to the real world and, and the lives that we live every day. Yeah. Um, I want to second how excited I am about one day experiencing what uh, joy the good folks at Disney World have put together as respects Star Wars land. That's going to be pretty awesome and uh, totally worth the money and time, I hope. Fingers crossed. So for those of you who've already been there and uh, have your own thoughts, we'd love to hear about them as well. Before we kind of decide what direction we're going to go next, I, I think it's important that we just take a few minutes to talk about our overall favorite characters. And I I suppose each character could down the road have a a whole pod about them, but you know, let's do a high level, Kevin, you know, top three, who, who are the characters that really resonate with you and and why? Yeah. So a couple of characters that really, I've got a ton of favorite characters and I've got a ton of reasons why they're favorite characters, but the, the characters I've always uh, sort of identified with or really loved um, first and foremost is Han Solo. Um, I think Han Solo is, he's just, he's outside of being, you know, kind of a standard rogue archetype. Um, he's that guy who, you know, sort of puts on one face and he tries to be cool, but he's really a good guy. He's sort of a softy at heart. Um, and I can kind of identify with, um, with, you know, the guy who, in spite of wanting to do what's right by him, he ends up doing what's right by everybody else in the end. Um, I really, I, I like his leadership style. I think that, again, as He's sort of a, a reluctant leader, but he's one that um, that follows sort of my adage of leadership, which is when things are going well, you lead from the front. When things are going badly, sorry, when things are going well, you lead from the back. When things are going badly, you lead from the front. Um, you know, he takes a variety of, he makes choices. He led the, uh, the ground invasion on Endor, which he really didn't need to do because he felt like that was the right thing to do. And then when things got rough down there, he took point. He attacked those stormtroopers. Maybe not the best attack in the world, but it got the job done. Um, you know, when you know he he as much as it would have benefited him personally, he didn't abandon Luke at the first Death Star, and he's just a really interesting dynamic character. And it's really it's been um, it it was it was cool to see him sort of age and make his appearance in in the later movies. Um, and you know, there's probably other stuff I'm, I'd get into and and talk a little bit about his uh, his. Legends persona, but Han Solo is really one of my favorite characters. And every time I pick a Star Wars avatar, uh, I always pick Han Solo. Great. Yeah. Um, another, probably my number two favorite character is Ahsoka Tano. Um, and there's a whole episode that we're going to do talking about her long story. But Ahsoka is somebody that we meet in Star Wars uh, Clone Wars. And uh, she is Anakin Solo, uh, Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. And she goes through um, a maturity from being you know, a young, brash, wanting to prove herself Padawan through growing up through a war to leading troops. Wait, to... this sounds like so many other characters in Star Wars. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> kind of everybody, but I think she does it. Look, she does it with the flash of two lightsabers. And um, and then without spoiling some future discussion, she goes on to uh, play an important part in some future material. And I would really love to see her uh, show up in materials again. And then my third one, because you asked for three, is um, Maul. The the sort of the tragedy of Maul is one of the most intri- interesting and intricate stories that's woven through the modern Star Wars canon. And uh, I just think that he's a really he's a resilient guy. 
Um, his motivations maybe aren't all that pure, but he's somebody who has a, a tragic life and um, sort of sticks to his own principles as twisted as they may be and has just a really, really interesting story that touches on so many different parts of Star Wars canon. And Kevin, so many people know Maul as Darth Maul. Can you explain the difference between Darth Maul and Maul as you've just described? It? <laughs> sure. So Maul is, is sort of the name of, of the, the individual. Uh, for a time, he is known as Darth Maul uh, while he's the apprentice of Darth Sidious. But at the point uh, in... Uh, Episode uh, one, where he gets cut in half, he sort of ceases to be Darth Maul and that Sidious rules him as uh, assumes that he's dead, takes on a new apprentice. And at the point, because of the rule of two and the way that the Sith work, once Sidious has taken on a new apprentice, Maul ceases to be Darth Maul and just becomes Maul. And when he's sort of rediscovered, he is as angry at the Sith as he is at the Jedi and he gives up his title of Darth and uh, retains his name of Maul. He actually had a name before his name was Maul, but he doesn't remember it for a lot of the reasons. Um, and so uh, he is the character that most people know as Darth Maul, but I respect the fact that he ends his life without the Darth title, and so I just call him Maul. All right, that's fair. So my uh, favorite characters are varied, and I think it's because I have memories associated with them. And I, I'm going to be honest, what really hooked me into Star Wars as a little six-year-old, seven-year-old during the holidays was seeing those Ewoks. And I know that they, I know Kevin, laugh at me, but, but they brought me into the Star Wars universe. So even as foolish as they are, maybe they're the Jar Jar Binks of, you know, Return of the Jedi. Maybe not. I wouldn't go that far, but no. all right. But whatever, you know, they they brought me in. Someone who would have otherwise either been stuck sitting on the floor watching the news or whatever uh, holiday programming was on brought me into Star Wars. And seeing these cute, cuddly teddy bears interact with humans was very fun for me as a child. As I've gotten older, seeing this native force defend their planet so fiercely and be so brave and so I, I mean almost reckless to a certain point but just so passionate about saving their planet that here they are partnering with these invaders you know our, our rebel force that we want to win they're partnering with these invaders they gave them a shot they may have accidentally made c3po a deity but that's neither here nor there we've got just this brave group fighting so hard to save their planet, their moon. And I think that that really rings true with what we see currently today in society. It's when you see people willing to fight for something and be so passionate about it. You know, just that theme is one that deserves a lot of respect. Um, so yeah, Ewoks, they, they brought me into Star Wars. So solid. they always have a, a solid place in my heart. Uh, number two is Yoda. I mean, dude knows his stuff. Like, he has he ever said anything wrong, Kevin? Mm, well, there was this one time where he accused Ahsoka Tano of being a murderer and then threw her out of the Jedi Order. That was his one thing he got wrong. But 900 years, he gets one. Yeah. And he did apologize afterwards. Otherwise, yes, he didn't say anything wrong. And he didn't do that exclusively by himself. He did that with the entire support of the Jedi Council. That is true. Yeah. 
So, I mean, he kind of did it with like an eyebrow raise. There was a lot of pressure with the rest of the council. Yeah. 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 Council peer pressure. Anyway, your point, your, your point taken though, Yoda does know his stuff and he rarely gets it wrong. Yeah. And I think he kind of also shows another thing about the physical being is that he moves slowly. He's got his, his little crutch helping him along and he, he moves quickly when he needs to, but he paces himself for everything else. And that's something that I can respect because life's not necessarily a sprint. It really is about how we get there. And he takes his time. He walks to where he needs to go and he takes it all in. His connection with the living force is kind of the idea of, you know, turning your your head around on your neck, you know, keep your head on a swivel and pay attention to everything around you and, and don't move too quickly that you might miss it. Um, but then, you know, I, I guess, are we going to have like a language thing on this podcast, Kevin? Can, what, what words can I say and not say? You can say whatever you want. Okay. He's a badass too. When he fights, like there's a lot of things that the prequels have wrong, but making Yoda an incredibly badass fighter was one of the things they got right. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it looked a little too fake in a couple scenes, but that is exactly what the fans wanted to see. And I think that that's what you want to believe about someone who is so strong with the force that when they need to bust it out like that, they absolutely can. So I, I got Yoda. And then after that, it's a tie across so many other characters that I can't even begin to get into them. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, honorable mentions go to R2-D2. I love Han Solo. Love the whole idea that uh, there's little characters that add to um, the storyline that you don't really pay attention to that much. And, you know, just kind of seeing how they all come into play and, you know, that butterfly effect. What if they weren't there? What would have happened? You know, what if Anakin's mom had lived? I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, what what if uh, Qui-Gon hadn't rolled the dice the way that he made him roll? You know, there are so many different things. So is Qui-Gon the, the number three guy? You yeah. don't know. Like, yeah. he set everything into motion because he was so focused on this. So I have a lot of favorites, but th- those first two are the cheesy, possibly girly versions <laughs> for me to pick. But I stand by them because, you know, I, I think that they just impacted me so much. Cool. So, awesome. Yeah. So with that, you know, we're getting ramped up to uh, go see the ninth installment of the movies. We're anxious. We're probably going to have to stay off of social media for the next four days because we don't trust people on the internet. That said, uh, Kevin, what what are your biggest hopes and and dreams, if you will, for Friday night when we go see the movie? You know, I I guess I just really hope that we get a Star Wars movie that's a Star Wars movie. And I have... Um, pretty good faith in J.J. Uh, Abrams and, you know, the whole franchise to, to really wrap this thing up. Right. But, you know, I would I just I want a Star Wars movie. I don't need anything necessarily too complicated. I need right some, you know, some some good parallels. I want the good guys to be good guys, the bad guys to be get bad guys. We're going to have some really cool space battles. We're going to have some really cool lightsaber battles. Um, and you know, I hope Mark Hamill and, uh, Luke Skywalker get more than like five seconds and two, uh, two lines of dialogue, um, coming back as a force ghost as, as we expect he will. Um, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm looking for a, or for a fun, um, and meaningful conclusion to, uh, the Skywalker saga. I think that there's a whole lot of potential in that, 
They don't have to set up anything for the next movie. They don't have to, there's, there's nothing they have to do except close out a story and a story that's gone on as long as it has, I think can have a really amazing conclusion. Um, and so I'm optimistic and I, and I just really hope that they give us the thing that, that we're all hoping that we get to see. I second all of that, that you just said, uh, fun fact for you guys, when we went to go see the last Jedi, everyone was so excited to go see it. And the only one who had any reservations was Kevin. An entire room full of people. We were all so pumped. And Kevin was like, well... I got a bad feeling about this. He did. He yeah. Did. And you know what? You were right. But the fact that you feel so strongly about this, I've got a good feeling about Friday night. I do too. I think it's going to be great. And, you know, um, probably by the time most of you are listening to this, it's going to have come and gone. So we'll see how right I am. And, and in the next episode, I'm sure uh, we'll talk a lot about it. Yep. So thanks for listening. I love you. I know.